0: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL.
1: This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with season four, episode 53. As the New York Rangers fail once again to take care of business in a game three and possibly put the Devils away, um, Andy, I got to ask you, before I ask you how are you doing, I have to say, do, do you enjoy history? Do you think history is important? Um, yeah, like obviously, it, <laughs> you know,
0: what, I, I feel like there's a, uh, if you don't learn from the past, you're doomed to repeat it.
1: Uh, story coming but i think it's important boy oh boy did last night not only re- it just it reminded me of god june 5th 2022 the new york rangers were playing i, th- I believe it was like a day game too playing a tampa bay lightning andy things were good we were up 2-0 in the series we were unstoppable everything was going well we score a power play goal mika zabanejad Then later in the period, we score another power play goal. Chris Kreider, it's now the middle of the second period. We're up 2-0. We're up 2-0 in the series. All of a sudden, we take a penalty. Kucherov scores. Then it goes into the third period. Stamkos scores. And then with a little time left in the third period, Andre Palat scores to give the Tampa Bay Lightning a 3-2 win. And the New York Rangers go on. To never win another game in the playoffs. And they oh lose God. four in a row to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And that's that on the season. I really hope. I really hope the New York Rangers respond next game. Because if this is a collapse. In the beginning of one. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I am going to. I don't even know. I don't even know. I, it, I don't even know if I could watch sports anymore. And that's including. <laughs> Baseball, football, basketball, you name it, I won't be able to do it. My heart cannot take it. So you got to lift me up out of this dark place, Andy, because I am going back to last year. Oh my.
0: Well, (laughs) how, yeah, it's, uh, we just know how tenable everything is right now. But um, I'll say this. It's like, were the New York Rangers going to make it through this series without any adversity? Uh, I think, no. I think, I think. It was nice to see that while it seemed like it was a possibility that they were just going to literally sweep the Devils and just roll right into the second round. But I mean, objectively, if you look at it, they have one more game here at home to take care of business. Um, I, I think that after that, if I would worry if the Rangers drop this next game at home, but obviously, if they win, if they end up splitting, much like the. Uh, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, who now have, um, you know, who now have a, a commanding, well, not commanding, but they have a what a, a two to one series lead yes. right now. Um, then you're in a good spot. I mean, for if you would before this series, if you if you just told, took a time machine and told us, said, "Listen, boys, um, the Rangers are going to have a." two to one lead after three games you'd say yeah that sounds about right you know you say like oh that's good at least they're not trailing as they've done every year they did all of last year um i will say one of my concerns is that sometimes i feel like this team does its best work when its back is against the wall which is a dangerous game so i was i hoping that they could uh Complete a sweep and, and just not have to deal with any of that, yes, but I mean uh we, it was the last series there was no sweeps there's going to be no sweeps in the first round, not even the Boston Bruins are getting the sweep, and um, you know, so it's like yeah, you know, I, I don't know it's uh Boston dropped one at home, we'll see what they do they play today right, as we're recording this on Sunday.
1: Yes, they will be playing. Tonight at seven o'clock, we got the okay. seven o'clock slot again. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but and,
0: yeah, I, th- I think it's just one of those things that there was going to be any adversity in the series anyway. Um, you might have to be worried because it seems like the devils are finally starting to figure out. Oh, um, and honestly, I, I the when the way overtime was played out last night, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get into. I think they finally figured out how to use their team speed. They realize it's not going to be us flying through the neutral zone and then hitting the you know the blue line with uh, with breakneck top and top gear. You know what I mean? It's uh yeah, it was just coming in with support force, which handcuffs the Rangers defending players to not overcommit to play the body. And you know, snuff snuff a, a player out as they're trying to be the the deepest one in the first one in, and lo and behold, that you're able to get it back to a trailer. You know what I mean with that skill that they have. So that's something I would be a little bit more worried about. That did they finally kind of figure out how to play playoff hockey? But, uh and we're gonna get into it. But overall, if you in a, in a vacuum, I didn't necessarily hate the Rangers game. It was pretty tight last night, and I think they had more of this. They had more shots, and I think they had more scoring chances. So but not yeah. by much, but, um, yeah, no. it's, it's one of those things that I think if you're looking at this game in a vacuum, it's not one of those ones where it's like, Oh, we need to be better. We were bad. It was just like, yeah, it was a tight game. And you know, doubt, uh, obviously the story of this game, like every other game was uh, special teams, right?
1: Yeah. And I like, dude, I can't preach that enough, man. If you're not going to win special teams, you're not going to win a playoff series. And it's, it's really that simple. Like it's, it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a shame that you you know you, you get up a 2-0 two, two series lead and then you come back at home and you go 0-5 for 5 on the power play. I mean, that's what we were taunting the Devils about, how pathetic their power play was. We got this in the bag, and it sure felt like that. And all of a sudden, the Rangers just go complete bone dry. Not even, they're not even gaining momentum on the power play. I mean, it, literally, the, the power play at the end of the game, I was like, this is just going to go into overtime because this is basically a two-minute kill. Like, it, it just takes two minutes right off the clock. The Rangers are not going to score. They're not even really getting good quality scoring chances. Uh, I thought they played better five on five than they did on the power play. And it just, you know, for, for me, watching this team, it's scary because special teams is so important and the Devils just figured them out. The Devils were like, OK, so we're just going to literally come at you. And then once you cough up the puck, we're just going to outnumber the puck. Which should never happen on a power play. You should never get outnumbered along the boards because you have one more guy. You know, if they send in all four, you send in all five. Like you should always win that battle, always. But the New York Rangers are not willing to. You know, you they weren't desperate enough. They weren't. There was no urgency to win loose pucks. They just kind of thought they could play that perimeter game and throw the puck on net, and Kreider was going to tip it in. And it's just like it doesn't work like that all the time. Like it's such an easy thing. To figure out which why I, I was like kind of scratching my head after game two being like you know the devils are making zero adjustments here and all you have to do is just go at the rangers just go at them in a way where they're forced to you know cough up the puck and you know make boneheaded plays the rangers love more than anything making unnecessary passes so you have a you had a perfect storm of them feeling feeling themselves thinking that they're the best team in the world you have a team that just loves to make unnecessary passes and, you know, uh, and then a defending team that, you know, play, was playing with a lot, a lot of urgency and, and desperation, knowing that, you know, if you go down 3-0, it doesn't matter, you know, how good you are, who you are, you're probably not going to win that series. So, um, you know, if, if that's, if that's, um, you know, the deal breaker at the end of this series was we just couldn't figure out our power play again after the first two games because we're just not willing to work. For those opportunities, um, it sucks. But you know, I, I I have to say, just because of the way the podcast sets up, it just it's a shame that it, I'm going to get labeled the negative one because it's coming after a loss. I mean, you're looking at two of the games. I think goland even said this. You played six periods of the best New York Rangers hockey I've probably seen since Game One of the season against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So the potential's there. You know, you, you have the ability to make the other team do what you want them to do and four shots and, and, you know, shoot from the outside and the perimeter. And that's all well and good. And still, at the end of the day, you've given up really you look one goal in the first game, one goal in the second game and two games in four periods in, in the game three. So listen, it, it's the defensive game is there. You're, you're playing this team perfect. It's just the offensive side of the puck has to, has to be better. You have to be perfect. And if you can't be perfect, you're going you're gonna to end up losing hockey games. So um, obviously not down and out, but how big is this game for Andy? I mean, I am fucking scared out of my, you know, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, I am so nervous we drop this game four, because then I feel like it's a toss up, you know, and devils have all the momentum.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely nervous. But again, I just said this team does its best work when their backs are up against the wall a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, again, there wasn't going to be no adversity in the series, and the Devils are too good of a team for it to just be... You know, if that game had ended one nothing, Igor with a shutout off of the Kreider, uh, you know, the Kreider goal, then... Yeah, I don't know. It's like I said, it's, it was never, I don't think it was ever going to be that way as much, even though we, we we all wanted it to just for the sake of our mental health. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this will maybe at least they've been, yeah, and honestly, they, they generated their chances, but they were, they've been very passive, so uh, they kind of, maybe this is. Yet another thing, they, if they can get through over this adversity challenge right here, because they pretty much have, the Rangers seem to right now have, you know, uh, perfectly risk-averse playoff hockey down to a, a T right now. They definitely have been, so far in the playoffs, the best structured team which is a pretty crazy thing to say <laughs> if you told me that last year I'd be like you're out of your mind but- Well,
1: five on five I mean it's it's borderline impossible to be more perfect yeah I mean think about it they scored a, a penalty shot goal which I does that count
0: as a power play goal no Uh yeah yeah it's not a. they have one basically that OT winner was the devil's first five on five goal of, of the series through three one through three games. and it
1: came in the 10th period of yeah, yeah so
0: i mean let's- i like the rangers chances obviously you have schmied coming in who was very good but you know we're not unbeatable Crider beats him uh you know what short side high we never tested schmied man that's it's really what well it comes that's the down. thing they didn't they should have just shot more they were they were again they were trying to do their surgical precision thing uh and i understand because schmied unlike black uh blackwood or vanacek is very good at not allowing rebounds and juicy rebounds. He's kind of so big that it just, it you know, things hit him and he's able to kind of almost hit it in front of him, which he can then either swipe away to the either freeze or swipe to the defending player. You know, puck stick to him more than say a, a bandage who maybe plays a little bit more aggressively. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, they didn't test him enough. So obviously I think maybe offensively and on the power play, you could see, Devils did a much better job adjusting to what the Rangers, you know, had done well. But that didn't mean the Rangers, got, the Devils power play outside of that one play for the Hughes, which was a, a nice shot and a nice little play from Hughes along the wall, you know, credit to him. But other than that, the Devils power play was inept the rest of the night. And the Rangers, yeah, they had good movement and they got their chances and their shots. It's just it wasn't wasn't good enough. Sometimes you just have to be a little bit more uh, hope for broken plays. You know what I mean? It's yeah like they kept trying to find the lane kept trying to find the lane or even if you see a bunch of legs sometimes you just have to say okay you know and just, missing the net holy shit well that's that, the thing you know oh Paner- God. Panarin missed the net on that breakaway early in the game which is not a power play but uh he misses the net early in the game and it, I he, he kind of wore it on his face the rest of the game which uh didn't really help his performance last night I thought he offensively Panarin didn't have as much going as he usually does
1: yeah, I, I I looked, you know, I looked at this team. Even just chance after chance after chance, it just felt like every big opportunity there was that they just missed the net. I forget who who was that at the end. It was like the last like few minutes, or maybe maybe it was even in overtime. There was a play, and I think it was Zabenajad lined it up right in front, and just fuck, I sent the missile, and he wasn't even that far away from the net. Just yeah, it sent was the missile wide. I was like, come on, you just yeah, hit they, the net. They.
0: they, they they you know he tried they tried that a few times with his manager in the bumper even at five on five you know and a few times it was right in his bread basket and then when he tried to go pick a corner with it which is with a slap one timer is kind of hard to do but um yeah you know he shanked it so yeah rangers need to hit the net but again it sucks uh but if at least this is Again, I think if you describe what you're descri- I'm describing to you now to us last year, you'd be like, that sounds great. And they only lost one game out of three so far. Like, that's OK. You know, but again, uh, you have this. You have to let's see if their mental toughness is what they claim it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they things went right for them early and then they they were able to lock into that workmanlike good feeling since then. And now you have a little bit of pressure and doubt and adversity. And those are the things that make you do stupid things. Do they trust what they're doing? Do they abandon that? You know what I mean? That's going to be very important.
1: Yeah. Uh, Listen, you're, you're a hundred percent right. It's, you know, maybe this is probably the best thing for them. Uh, You know, you go up, I mean, obviously three going up three zero. It's it's pretty much a, a lock at that point. I mean, it would take a sheer miracle to lose four games in a row, but, you know listen it's it's a series now you gotta get your you know head on straight you gotta clean up all the little shit and if you look at it that's probably the best game that the devils are going to be able to throw at you and you weathered every single storm that they threw at you you did a great job you gave up one power play goal shit's gonna happen you know, I thought the refing both ways was a little weird. I I didn't really like some of the calls that were made. I thought a little too much was called, um, on both sides. Uh, but you know, other than that, I just felt like you know the Rangers missed opportunity, missed opportunity, and I hope that just doesn't become a theme. You know, for the rest of the series. Um, you know, on a positive note, I mean, what can I say? I mean, it's one five one five goal in ten periods. But it's only a two-one series lead, so and that's the only number that matters. Yeah, Uh, I'm happy Game Four is at home, but I really do think we need to be better at home. Like this is enough with this, enough with us like coming back home and we can't find a way to win. Um, and this goes back even further. You know, really, the whole ice where I really got scarred was the back-to-back game sevens against Tampa, or not back-to-back game sevens. It was Game Five and Seven against tampa where we we're playing that i think it was that that was the eastern conference final and they shut us out both games games yeah, five was, and seven I, I was there i was yeah. at, i was at game seven it was it hurt <laughs> it was not nice it just that scarred me man and, yeah. and like i i keep having flashbacks to this fucking tampa team and you know i just i just need to i just want to win a hockey game let's go on to let's get to monday i don't want to go through sunday I just want it to be Monday. I want to wake up knowing that there's New York Rangers hockey at seven o'clock. It's a normal start time. It's on MSG. We don't have to deal with the ESPN, um, you know, feed. Just go back to normal. Let's get back to winning. And let's, you know, let's, let's take game number four at home and, you know, give the fans, you know, something to be excited about. And maybe, just maybe, Andy, I will be looking to go to game five on on thursday night um what uh what else you got from this game
0: hmm, I'm trying to think and that's the thing it wasn't it you know i i thought the rangers played hughes and meyer and he sure for that matter extremely hard you saw meyer get hurt a few times he, you know got knocked down a bunch took a bunch of bad a couple of undisciplined penalties you know obviously he had that tried to He was Because he was pissed, he tried to fall on Igor's leg when he was getting the business, which obviously as a Ranger fan pisses me off. But I also objectively, you know, although I don't like because that's a little bit different because a goaltender is in a vulnerable position to really fuck their leg up. You know what I mean? But so I didn't like it. I thought it was some scumbag shit. But at the same time, I can't pretend like, you know, Barkley Goodrow basically gets away with one as he kind of trying to, you know, behind the play just jumps and pops him under the jaw. You know what I mean? So, and then Hughes every time at five on five anyway when he didn't got basically was given no time and space and was knocked down and shoved to the ice. You know what I mean? So, um, it's tough because again this was a game that was just extremely tight and was well played. I thought honestly by most both teams. You know, both teams had some tire fire moments in their own end, which is going to happen. But it at the end of the day, it was just whoever got that first goal off of you know an admittedly nice play by brat who just didn't hadn't done much all night but the devils you know their their demon sneaking down has been their you know their their uh their strength all year and it took basically two perfectly placed shots to beat just one from hughes short side on the power play and then one across the you know the grain far you know excellent shots from both players and that's what it took to to beat uh uh Schmied, you know, with Kreider with the basically just blowing it high over his shoulder. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was a tight game, so it sucks, but uh yeah, it's weird. It's like it's you don't if you're the Rangers, you'd really don't want to change too much. Now's not the time to start overthinking. Um you just maybe make little notes to yourself, to say, hey if we got it you got a chance, you know, broken plays are our friend, are gonna be our friend next time. You know what I mean? You know, obviously you don't want it to be like Carolina Hurricane style where you're, you end up warming up the goalie. But um, but at the least, because you know that, the, especially with the kid line, you know that the, the two of them will be in front of the net or close to the net, just get it on net. And then, in, you know, because they all have quick t- hands and tight and they can stash, you know, a rebound or a broken play, you know, just, you know, put it to their backhand and probably put it in, you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, I, I mean, it's... That and, and maybe with the power play, they're going to have to try to come up with one more wrinkle, you know, but again, it was one game and their power play has been great until now. And obviously New Jersey adjusted, but the Rangers power play still, despite not not getting a goal last night in New Jersey, getting one was still oh, optimally was probably the better power play through the night. Just results notwithstanding, you know? So yeah. Uh, as far as this game, don't, I wouldn't, yeah, don't change a thing. Just, uh, you finally have a little bit of adversity, turn into fuel and get job,
1: take care of business on Monday. Yeah. And I'd say, listen, if you, you know, if you're speaking to the New York Rangers, you, you just had the devil's most desperate game of their season. They had to win that game. There was no other choice for them. So that's the best they got to throw at you. But you know, and that's what? the thing. If they relax a little bit, I think it, it plays into the Rangers favor. Right. And, and you gotta, you have to bring that same desperation. You got to be able to match it. And, you know, you got to have the killer instinct, man. Like, t- you, you don't want to go seven games. It's just, it gets physical. You see it in every single series now. The pushing, the shoving, the, the you know, the mucking it up, you know, after the play. You don't want to get caught up in that. You want to have a killer instinct. you got to put them away. And, you know, if you're going into game, you know, game four at the Garden, it's like, come on, in front of the home crowd, we have a chance to, you know, not really make history, but, you know, you know, it's going to, this is going to be a historical series, you know, the Hughes and Kako, it's the next generation of, you know, the the talent on both of these teams. And, you know, let's get the better of them on our home ice, put them at 3-1 going back to their place. And we'll be in a really good spot to win the series. Um, As far as, you know, goaltending and defense, it's like, dude, we're perfect. It's like, just clean up the power play a little bit. You got to, you know, be a little bit more desperate there. You got to work hard. You got to match their energy and, you know, throw pucks on net. Don't be afraid to, you know, like you said, it's like, it's a broken play in front of the net. Just be the guy there, you know, win that battle and. You know, good things will happen. It's the playoffs. Fluky shit happens all the time. It's just a matter of the team willing uh, to get into the gray areas and win those battles. Uh, but that's all I got for you. It's it's I, there's nothing else left to say. It's like you just got to show up. I want it to be Monday night. I you know if you're listening to this, you know the game's tonight, seven o'clock. Like I said, let's take care of business. Um, Andy, Andy, Andy. Do you have anything left with the New York Rangers and Devils? Because I kind of want to talk, you know, a little bit around the league. Yeah, we got other stuff to talk about. No, we can put a button in that. All New right. York Rangers, don't change a thing. Yeah, no. Keep Except score in the power play, and then you'll win hockey games for sure.
0: It's NBA playoffs time, and that means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. In Massachusetts, call 800 327 5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877 8 Hope New York or text Hope New York. In Kansas, call 1 800 522 4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources.
1: Uh, all right. Let's, uh, you know, let's talk about uh, another rival, the New York Islanders. Kind of getting a little hosed here against Carolina. A little uh, lopsided in terms of the pow- uh, power plays. Um, but you know, Islanders hang in there. They get a game three win at, uh, UBS and, uh, you know, they have game four today at one o'clock in a couple hours, they dropped the puck. So, uh, what's your take on that series so far? And, and and do you hope this goes the length? Well, I definitely hope it goes the length and I'm going to say it now. I think
0: the Islanders are winning this series. I have no faith in the Carolina hurricanes. If you cannot win, I not being able to win a single playoff game on the on the road. Not a single one is not a good sign for your True. chances as a team. And I mean, listen, Carolina is banged up. they they're without Pacioretti. They're uh, they just lost Tavo Terravine for his hand. They don't have Svetch to cop, so it is not maybe it's not fair to dunk on them. But that's it's just the the cold hard facts. If you can't win a game on the road Maybe they can get through the series, but other than that, I don't know. You know what I mean? And, and listen, I still think at times last night, it was definitely a more even game back at UBS. You know what I mean? But if this is going to be a situation where the home team wins every time, but I have more faith in Sorokin stealing one on the road than I do I, Ranta who... And, and or Anderson, who ha, are both up and down right now. You know what I mean? They've had made good saves and they've also had pretty bad, weak moments. So uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly, you, I th- you thank your stars. If you're the Rangers, you're you're playing the the devils, because if you look at that series, it's absolute war. What's going on behind the play. And you know what I mean? That's uh on, undisciplined, but also, you know, that's. That's a the Islanders are made for playoff hockey. They're a bit stouter of a team. Uh, and the Canes have some undersized forwards. And even though the Canes team is arguably faster, it's like the the Isles have a, a bit more grit to them than the Canes do. Not that the kids, you know, the Canes don't. They have some players, uh, like Martin and Fast, and, um, you know, there's some players that have some jam, you know what I mean? But uh, it's not maybe not to
1: the total team level that the Islanders do, you know? Yeah, man. I, and just, I mean, it's a good segue into the next series. I, I agree with you though, to go back. I, I think the Islanders, I hope it goes seven and I hope the Islanders kind of win in seven. I'm kind of sick of Carolina. Um, you know, they've become, they've become almost more of a rivalry rivalry to the Rangers than the Islanders have in the past. And it's, you know, it's sick that I'm saying, I I'd rather, um, see what the Islanders can do in the next round. Um, you know, against us or the devils rather than you see Carolina advance. Um, sorry, I got, uh, I got white claw voice last night Too a little too many mm-hmm. white claws. Um, the next series, an absolute bloodbath is the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay lightning. Uh, I, I always said, you know, Toronto to me is just the better team. I just feel like yeah. they're due to win a series. Um, I, I think it's going to happen that way, but boy oh boy are they just beating the crap out of each other and it makes for some very entertaining hockey to
0: say the least oh yeah another series if as a rangers fan i'm glad my team is not in um honestly every other series other than this one is pretty pretty physical well may i haven't seen golden knights and jets has hasn't seemed too much of a crazy physical series but every other one is so um but getting back to Um, yes, but getting back to, to bolts and Leafs, uh, yeah, I think even Kyle Dubas or excuse me, Sheldon Keith, their coach said it after their big win last night, they said that's, this is a game that we lose last year or as soon as last year. I agree. They, they needed a goal. They got Ryan O'Reilly, Mr. Mr. Playoffs and he gets them the goal, the tying goal they need. And with what, less than a minute left in the third period. Yeah, and then they go on to win in overtime, and it was a game where arguably you could maybe say uh, Tampa was a little bit better because they were at home and they got were able to feed off their crowd, but that doesn't matter. Find ways to win that they fi- and they're finally finding ways to win instead of ways to lose. So that bodes well for them, uh, and they're a good team, man. They got they they finally from a construction standpoint, they seem to have a, a little bit of everything now, which is what they've always needed for years. You know, they need need enough bottom six toughness, but also not unnecessarily just non-skilled toughness. They're, they're, they're grinders now. They have O'Reilly on the third line, right? And they're grinders now. Grinders are guys like Achari who also have skill. You know, they don't have Michael Bunting, and he did that to himself, but they'll get him back if they can get through the series. So, um, yeah. Uh, Tampa, I mean, you know, they were, they finally got they, they were missing Chernak and Hedman for a game, and clearly you saw it. they got blown out in uh, toronto for game two but they came back and they looked much more comfortable at least with Hedman back in the lineup but yeah they're another team with just injuries and just the amount of games they've played they just look beat up before this as a seat and it's only the beginning of the series you know what i mean right and it's just tough man i mean but credit to them they they have arguably one of the best coach maybe the best coach in the in the modern (laughs) nhl era you know and vasilevsky is a mix is a mixed bag at times he's good and he's bad uh i don't think he's been his best this series but at the same time it's like the team in front of him hasn't given him them as much help that's the one thing that i am the amount of goals in this series is very um i guess not surprising but it's surprising to me that Tampa hasn't done a better job, or at least maybe committed more of their efforts to just playing it a little bit tighter. They seem to want to they're trying to they're trying to play the Maple Leafs game, which is a high scoring, which is kind of what they almost used to be, ironically, but you know, I would argue they're not playing their game, and I think
1: if they keep going down this road, uh, this road, they're going to lose i I definitely agree with you. The only thing I'll say about Tampa is that. Um, they obviously have the experience. They know what it takes to win playoff series. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I won't. I I kind of counted them out before the series started. But after,
0: yeah, what's the old? What's that old saying? Or not the old saying, but it's just that there's one team in the National
1: Hockey League that you never bet against. It's the Tampa Bay Lightning. True. And and you know I wrote them off before the series started. Watching, even I know they're down two to one. I don't think they ultimately win the series. But I I have to say I, I give them a lot of you know, respect with the way they've kind of responded and, and shown me that, you know, their, their run isn't over yet. They definitely still think they have something left in the tank uh, to make another deep run. But, uh, you know, this, this matchup, I know people knock the playoff format and I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of it either, but it is kind of fun when you get to see these two teams, like when they have this type of rivalry. I mean, last year, that was such an unbelievable series going back and forth. This year kind of looks like it could be the same way. It kind of forces, you know, these teams to play each other, which is which is pretty fun. So I don't know. This is the this is the, you know, the best uh, that the new format brings is certainly kind of creating these forced rivalries, even though I wouldn't say Tampa and Toronto are rivalries. But in the playoffs, man, they really go at it like they are. So, um, yeah, Uh, Boston and Florida. Game four is today, Sunday. So we'll you'll already know the outcome of the game four when you're listening to this. But uh I, I think Boston pulls away here. Um I, I know people keep thinking Florida has this some obscure chance of winning the series or making it competitive, but I just feel like they had struggled to score goals at home against Boston. You had an opportunity. With, you know, no Bergeron, they're clearly, you know, banged up a little bit and maybe not the Boston, the fresh Boston team that you saw all season. And if you're struggling to score goals against them now, they're only going to get better when they get guys like Bergeron back. So, uh, hot take, Andy. I think they get blown to bits today and then, you know, are able to finish the series when they go back home.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're with, they're without Bergeron, they're without Krejci. And yet you still have players like uh, David Pasternak, Brad Marchand, and um, uh, Taylor Hall in your lineup. Hall gets a big goal in this one. Uh, I think Marchand also gets a tip. So, yeah, they probably have the best depth in the National Hockey League, arguably. So, and say what you will about the... uh, the Florida Panthers and you know, they can five on five. They're a pretty offensively high powered team at times. They, they really have, they really know how to at least get their chances at five on five, but defensively they're a real mixed bag. Um, now it looks like what is that? blad hurt. We don't know what's going on there. He took a, uh, a big tumble in that last game, right? He took some con or he tried to throw a hit and he ended up hurting himself, I think. But uh, yeah, you know, so they're left with Mark Stahl, Brandon Montour has been excellent this year. He's been really, you know, one of the more underrated defensemen in the NHL. But, you know, defensively, it's that that decor is still a bit of a mixed bag. And honestly, outside of Kachuk, I, you haven't seen enough from the big guys. I haven't, you know, obviously Verhage had a, a uh, or excuse me, Sam Bennett coming back for game two was huge. Yep, And he was like a big part of why they won that game. But I haven't seen enough from Barkov, man. I haven't, you know, Kachuk's trying. He's noticeable out there, but Duke needs to score one. Yeah, Duclair hasn't done anything. Uh, Carter Verhage hasn't done anything. So yeah, that's a problem. If you and yeah, I, I would say the bottom six for the uh, the Panthers is. I don't. You know, just want <laughs> them to break even. Yeah, difficult. I just don't, honestly, I don't even know who's in the, the Panthers' bottom six. if you're, you know. <laughs> I usually have some idea of some, maybe two or three of the guys, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, what I, I just, I'm just for my own curiosity, I'm going to daily face-off, which is great to see. Oh, yeah, La- like Lombard, Duc- Duclair, and Anton Lindell, and cousins Eric Stahl and Colin White. Although, Eric Stahl, what, has two goals this series already? Say oh. we will, but Eric Stahl, he's still at least... Uh, can produce in the the net yeah yeah he's got Uh, a goal and assist yeah but after the lomberg on uh frederick thing where frederick said lomberg was trying to choke him out on the ice uh yeah that's another series that's physical and nasty and guys are getting banged up so it could always be you think your problems are bad at the new york rangers oh no we're down two games to one you're still knock on wood it's still not a crazy physical series and it seems like almost every other team in your division is is embroiled in a in a in a war of attrition. You know what I mean? So whoever, get, whether it's New York or New Jersey, whoever gets through this series, uh, will probably be a little bit fresher than
1: any other team. And all of a sudden the path opens up, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, and, you know, to, just to kind of sum up the East, I really do think that, you know, right now more than ever, I do feel like it's kind of open. Um, I could see Toronto making a run. if, tampa bay somehow beats toronto i feel like they can beat boston i'm not like i'm not totally convinced that boston's just going to march their way through to the stanley cup final uh i do think that their next opponent is going to suck for them whether that be toronto or tampa and i do think you know the winner of the rangers devil series will probably be end up being their opponent in the in the, in the Eastern Conference Final, and I don't think that is going to be easy for them, whether that's Devils or Rangers. So um, I'm not totally convinced that Boston is just going to march their way through to the, the Stanley Cup Final. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm looking at it right now. I just, I mean, the path is going to be tough for them. Uh, I think Florida is as easy as it will get for them. But, uh, all right. Out West, Andy, uh, any series stick out to you? Oh, boy. Um, As one does for me. I mean,
0: a few do for me, if I'm being honest. Uh, I think as although Winnipeg was making it interesting, I think Vegas
1: is ultimately the better team right now. Well, Morrissey's hurt, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it sucks for them to lose him. Um, I I said that game's going to go or that series is going to go seven games. So I'm kind of not shocked with how it's going right now, kind of back and forth. That's true. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, it's 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 the Golden Knights versus Hellebuck because on paper, I think the Knights are yes. just a little bit stouter, a little bit more, you know. Especially like, if they're going to get production. Like, and, it, and, and and Winnipeg still
1: doesn't have Ehlers, right? Or do they? Uh, I don't think they have him. Yeah, uh, That's a good question. Uh, yeah, I mean, about that series, though, I, listen, it came down to it. I just didn't have faith in the Vegas star players to, you know, to beat. Dominant, but if they're gonna, you know, get a couple goals here and there from their star players, listen, they're gonna win the series,
0: yeah. And it's, I mean, and it's not even I, five on five. Eichel hasn't really done too much to impress me, but he's money, he's got a money shot on the power play, and he's got two long, bo- like long bombs, which he's pretty good at. He's pretty good at scoring from a distance from below the circles, right? So, um, uh, yeah, so yeah, I think that's that's it in a nutshell. They just have more high end weapons. Yeah, uh, uh, or not to cut you off, but just to, to piggyback off that, another uh, there's you know another series that that's kind of becoming the case is Colorado and uh, Seattle. I mean, Seattle is really bringing their try, bringing their A game. I think in the series, uh, and they made it interesting last night. You know, they were down, but they uh, Maddie benears ties it up close to the net, and you know the arena goes crazy for the Seattle Kraken's first ever home game. But another game that if everything else is equal, if you're if one team has more star players and they show up, that's it. And Nathan McKinnon just, you know, drops uh you know, does the mic drop on that game last night with the what he had two goals
1: last night? I believe he did. And it, yeah, just, it just goes to show you, man, if you have special players and they they can take over games and you know, not to bring it back to the New York Rangers and the Devils, but you know, you you gotta look for you know, a guy on the New York Rangers to have those kind of nights every night, you know, it doesn't have to always be the same person. Rangers, you know, have a star studded cast. So, you know, just, you hope one of those guys can take over a game just like McKinnon did. Yeah. Um, I, I hand it to Seattle though. I mean, that they, they, they're bring, they're this is a series is going kind of going exactly how I, I, again, I thought it was going to, uh, I, I still think Seattle's not out of it. No, they definitely get a, another win in, in there. And, uh, but overall, I just think Colorado, if their star players are going to shine, then the series is over. There's not many teams that will beat them.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, that's it. And, you know, Georgiev has been good, good enough. He's had good, really, you know, great saves and maybe some soft ones. But overall, he's been more good than bad. And uh, yeah, all things being equal, which unfortunately for Seattle, they're not. I mean, Seattle's got great depth and they all their players kind of know how to they can score a little they can do but just they just don't have like you said the, they just don't have the big weapons but at the same time i think what's keeping them in is that you know i've seen some pretty glaring mistakes at times from uh colorados like their top 6 you know obviously they don't have any execution right now and you know they they some of the goals they were able to spot uh seattle came off of yeah bad turnovers and uh you know players like rantanen who are dominant but you know making bad decisions with the puck at times And but it seems uh, another thing for them is Landis Gog was skating yesterday morning. So, you know, make of that what you will if they
1: get him back. He's been uh, written off like four times, I feel like over the last two months.
0: Yeah. But is that a little bit of gamesmanship on their part? If they said if they knew they could get maybe get him back for the second or third round and they're just like, we're not because they keep what they said, he's not. Playing in in this playoffs period, right? Yes, that was the last thing I heard going into the playoffs. But I see this guy on the ice. If he can skate on the ice, I don't know how bad it is. I'm not in his his. And maybe it's just. You know what I mean? Just to have the team feel his vibe or whatever. I don't know what it is, but. Yeah, never say never, maybe. So they if they do get him back, you got to look out. But obviously you don't want to do something stupid. Come back too early and really make you know things that could hurt your career overall. But um, yeah, I mean, maybe shifting a bit, another series where I think one team is actually doing a good job of shutting down the marquee players is L.A. and Edmonton. It's that again
1: is a wild, wild series. Wild, yeah. Um, You know, it it just it goes to show. Listen, I going in, I said this on the podcast and I still, you know, believe, you know, if You know, you put me back in time, I would never change my opinion. I thought the Oilers were due. The Oilers are just, they're, they're Edmonton is being Edmonton right now. And, and listen, I know I'm not discrediting what the LA Kings have done. They're a very deep team. They kind of just have waves of players that just come at you, come at you, come at you, and they break you down. And, you know, some of these guys have scoring touches and are able to get the job done. And, Listen, the Edmonton Oilers were the best team in the last month of hockey. I think they won. They were like 16-1. There was something absurd. McDavid was playing absurd. The whole thing was absurd. I, I just thought there was no way they could lose this series with the amount of momentum and uh, just the, you know the level of which their star players were playing at. I thought there was just no way. But man, oh man, LA just came and they just sucker punched Edmonton. And now they're scrambling. And I I don't know how this series is going to end. I mean, I hope it goes seven just for the entertainment factor. But, man, what do you think the Oilers have to do, Andy, to get back into the series? Oh, man. Uh,
0: It's tough, man. Because you can't just
1: rely on McDavid. No, well, and that's that's the thing, I think.
0: There's been a little bit of... I think one thing that's hurting them and maybe at least psychologically is there's a lot of woe is me type stuff going on right now. I mean, obviously we, we all woke up. I didn't get to watch the game cause it was late and I, you know, I need to get some sleep cause I had work next morning. But, um, you know, I woke up to like everyone else to a high stick gate the, the yep. other day. Uh, here's my thought, uh, a puck getting knocked down with a high stick and not into and not into a net, just into play. Does that really affect anything if it gets missed? Like, I understand why they're so pissed about it. Because, oh, it should have been whistled down. But you got, unless, if you don't hear the whistle, like, even if it was like a missed trip or something, which sucks, but it was like a, it was like two players swatting at a puck in the air. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just, I, waking listen, up if to If it everyone, happened
1: to the Rangers, I'd yeah, be I'd livid. Yeah, I'd be furious. So but that's I the thing. Is, I, I I'm going to say
0: this right now. I know I would be livid. And, I'm, and Andy, who has no stakes in this, says that Andy is a, is a goddamn hypocrite.
1: The thing we, is, didn't they review it?
0: Yeah, they, and they couldn't find conclusive evidence, although it seems that, that was everyone ex- online... That's insane. But, that's, but hind, you know, I don't know. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and the pressure is on, and you're trying to p- put together angles and slow it down in real time, and it's tough. But, again, it's one thing if it was a puck that got high-sticked into the net. If it just gets high-sticked
1: down... In, back into play well, I, I don't know I don't know I think the coldest take uh if we're bringing if we're going down this avenue the coldest take is that the league doesn't like Edmonton like they're trying to force McDavid to to, to demand a trade I, I mean I don't like would that be their game why not just move them along <laughs> into the series and just disallow the goal and you know I, I don't know I, I, I don't, like I don't know I, I I think you don't uh, think the league wants McDavid in the Stanley Cup final. You're crazy. That's like the NBA saying you don't want LeBron in the NBA. Well, final. no. So I'm saying if so, is your point that the league wants
0: him in the final? Well, so they're Edmonton. Trying to they're trying to to they're they're basically uh, giving Edmonton the sh- the shaft. So McDavid will demand a trade to go to a team that is capable of making the final. Is that what you're saying to me? Well,
1: that's a little 4D for me I, yeah. I i this is even less than that it's just that they don't like McDavid and they don't like edmonton which is just bon- bananas to me like it's bonkers to even think that way because um I, I just don't see any motivation of where like the league not liking you know i, I think it would be a money maker to have your best player in the league in the stanley cup final and winning yeah. the stanley cup but um uh, yeah i i don't know i, I don't know what what the deal is but you know i i listen i don't think edmonton's necessarily out but you are 100 percent right this woe is me you know basically you know you know they were blaming the refs they kind of you know were pouting afterwards it's like dude that's not what a stanley cup you know contending team does man they they you know they go back they draw redraw it up and come up with a game plan and they come out even harder the next game it cannot be you know this pouting shit you know And you know, i just they, they might have had the same out, you know, outlook on the series as I did prior to this whole thing starting, thinking that, you know, look how good we're playing. There's no way we can lose. And it's like, well, guess what? When it comes to the playoffs, it's you know, teams are ready, man. And, you know, say what you want about L.A., but they might not have the top-end guys like, you know, uh, you know like, like they used to have and what, you know, Edmonton has right now, but they have a lot of guys that are buying into a system. And you see how dangerous that is. So, um, yeah, if Oilers don't write the ship right away, man, they can find themselves in a hole that they're not going to be able to, that McDavid won't be able to get them out of. So, Yeah. And um, I
0: mean, LA, listen, LA doesn't have Fiala right now, right? How long is he? I don't know what the deal is with that, if he's going to come back. But they're without him. I think they lost Blake Lazat, I think. <laughs> so they, they have some injuries, but they're doing a good job of, of keeping McDavid at at least five on five under wraps. You know what I mean? Uh, I assume they have. I haven't watched that series too close, but I assume Philip Deneau has been stapled to him. Uh, a a so. guy I wanted. Yeah. But at the same time, you see Dry has been balling out because you can only maybe contain one of them. So they're like, let's contain McDavid, which makes sense. Uh, but at the same th- time, is like, you know, I think I, I haven't looked at it, but it seems like LA has gotten a lot of, you know, power plays off of just un-frustrated, uncharacteristic, dumb bullshit from the Oilers. I think I've seen, what, will take a bunch of dumb penalties in the series. And he's that type of guy. He's fiery. You know, he uses it to propel himself, which I understand. But if it hurts you too, you got to maybe try to find the... figure out how to turn it on and off. You know, I mean, he plays better pissed off. He's one of those guys. And when you see that look in Dreisaitl's eyes, you know he's going to, like, make something happen. But at the same time, if it's going to cause you to just... un. Uh, disciplinely turn around and just whack someone in front of the ref, you know, in the, in the shins or the slash them, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's how you hurt yourself. So, you know, uh, we've been talking a lot, but I mean, you and I both know what the phrase is, is Edmonton's going to Edmonton and, you know, hopefully they can stop Edmontoning and (laughs) and get through the series if they, if they want, if the best player in the world wants to finally get it, get his Stanley cup, because if it doesn't happen this year, I, uh, you know, I say this every year though, what a, he's a, if he, if they don't if they get bounced in the first round and he doesn't like try to explore other avenues he's a he's an idiot I'll say that about Connor McDavid yeah he just doesn't seem the type that will leave though no he's not and that's the thing the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again I can see Dryside leaving before he does well if Dryside leaves then he needs to leave because then <laughs> oh. yeah he can't even uh, win but you know again credit to. Credit to the Kings; they're they're a good team, maybe not the highest scoring team, but uh, you know who doesn't look like Father Time has touched at all. Much like Patrice Bergeron is uh, Andre Kopitar. Yep, what a player, man! Fuck,
1: <laughs> you know. And so. I think for a player like him, I, I think the playoff suits him. You know, I don't think he needs to be the, the player he was a- for eighty-two games. Well, yeah, I think obviously he can get a little bit lost
0: in the regular season when it's a little bit more wide open and he's got a lack of foot speed. But when it gets tighter and it forces you closer to his kitchen, uh, he can shut you down that much better. You know what I mean? And he's just so much more effective. He's a big body. He can hold on to pucks. He makes the right play at all times. And he can he's defensively is one of the best is
1: traditionally one of the best players in the history of NHL defensively. So. All right. Uh, last series, Dallas and Minnesota. This is the one that stuck out to me. Uh, A lot going on, a lot of moving pieces. Obviously, the narrative, you know, is, you know, Minnesota is not, you know, is going to bully the Dallas Stars. Dallas doesn't really have a a response. You know, Jamie Benn trying to fight. It's just like, you know, it, it's a whole mess. And I think this is playing right into Minnesota's hands. but Dallas just needs to keep their mouth shut. Say, listen, if they want to hit us and, you know, bang us around, that's fine. We're just going to be able to score goals and, you know, negate anything like that. They're Minnesota's going to take penalties. Let, let them. Let them act like buffoons, you know. Um, you had a good response after they, you know, injured Pavelski. You smacked them, you know, but don't get caught back up into that shit you know if you want to win a series you got to focus on your game and not so much responding to what the other team is doing um especially when you know your what well, your game is the better game and can win you the series so um what are your thoughts on dallas minnesota yeah
0: i think you you pretty much nailed it with that take um don't think that I think Dallas at their own peril has to, it's not like Minnesota is devoid of players that can hurt you. Zuccarello had a big game. Uh, you know, they have, they can, and they can, they're very opportunistic. They're maybe not the highest skilled team, but they'd seem to score a lot of uh, counterattack, breakaway goals, or, or, or players slip behind the play because honestly, some, they cause so much havoc when they're defending in their own end because they're just, you know, they're a pain in the ass team. And it kind of gets your focus out. And then usually I feel like someone slips, you know, if a puck starts turning over, it's like someone uh, flies his own and then they get a lot of rush chances that way. So, uh, yeah, you have to have your head on a swivel. And like you said, it's just don't – they want to bring you into the trenches with them and you have to just be calm and have poise and make sure you get to actually utilize the skill that you have because obviously Dallas is technically the more skilled team. But I said to you before prior to this series that there's something about them that just doesn't sit right with me. And I think, it's, I think it's the fact that they seem uncomfortable at times this year when you make them play a game they don't want to play. And I, I've seen them drop their game too easily at times this year. They did it against the Rangers, uh, and I've seen them do it against other teams. So that's maybe the one thing that sticks out to me. Um, and obviously not having Pavelski hurts, although he's coming back, right? I think he is. Yeah. But I don't know when, but uh, you know what? Let's Joe Pavelski. Google's our friend. Uh, injury update. Isn't traveling with teams for game three and four? Interesting.
1: Oh, so. he's not?
0: Not. Nope. Interesting. I thought he was coming back for four. So maybe he's maybe for five, but it's a concussion, which is you can't fuck around with, and especially sure. a guy like him who's had a lot. He's, you know, has a history of bad ones. So, uh, but yeah, even without Pavelski, it's Dallas should be able to at least keep the series, but if they, you know, you can't let Minnesota start pulling away here. You know no. what I mean? Uh, is so Minnesota what? How many games have been played? Three. Three, three. Minnesota's up two one. Yeah, exactly. So you know, you gotta they have to they play today. I assume right? Yes. So they got to tie it up as we're recording this on Sunday for full. So people aren't having a stroke. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically the long and the short of it. If uh, Dallas is facing some adversity early against a, a underdog team, technically in this one, but yeah, they just got to play their game. I mean, and when they do, Rupe hints and players like that go off and they blow. They can blow past you, but at the same time, uh, yeah, you have a scrappy, tough, physical, grinded out Minnesota team that's going to make your life hell.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. Last things. Uh, we touched on every single series here, Andy. Obviously, we know what we need out of the New York Rangers to beat the New Jersey Devils in game four. Uh, prob- maybe the m- most important question. Uh, I'm going to let you make the decision for me. Sure. But uh, it's come to my knowledge that I uh, without intention, I usually shave once a week. Um, oh. But I think I have a playoff beard going on right now and um, I'm leaving it up to you. Do I keep it for the length of the New York Rangers in the playoffs, or do I, do I shave it because they lost last night? Uh,
0: well, you had it while they won those first two games, right? I did. Well, we're, we're telling the New York Rangers not to change up a thing. It would be kind of wrong to tell you to change it up now, wouldn't it? it would be i guess it would all right and uh, for the folks at home uh james affectionately at work uh is referred to as a wolfman because he can shave at uh seven o'clock in the morning and he'll have a five o'clock shadow probably by lunchtime so uh yeah, this he's going to look like a member of ZZ Top by the time this series is I'm over. I'm so. a little
1: nervous of a deep run here, but if this is the price... Uh, I, I think have to you got to keep it, man. All right, I'll keep we, it. You, listen, and if that doesn't work, then you can, you know... Listen, I have no problem keeping it. It's, you know, pure laziness that I probably shave only once a week. So now that I'm out of that, uh, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, to do my part for this. Um, But you have anything else? Yeah, you know what? The one thing I want to say is congratulations
0: to the Hartford Wolfpack on getting past the first round of the AHL Calder Cup playoffs. Uh, They basically steamrolled their rival, uh, Springfield, and uh, they're moving on to the second round, so... I think those, those, game, those series are much shorter, though, in the HL, right? They're only, like, what, two, two games? two something. Like that. I think the best of three was the first one, right? The best of three is the first round. I don't know how it change, when it changes, if the rest are best, or maybe maybe the final two rounds are best of seven. I don't know. But um, they're going to face the Providence Bruins the next round, and literally they, they, they just blew Springfield out of the water. You know what I mean? So, uh, and this is what the Rangers basically calling up, for the black aces some of their better players like they don't have johnny brodzinski right you know but didn't matter they just grand has been great in net um you know and uh tanner fritz jesus what a a season he's having down there but um uh, i i yeah i think and even their younger players. I think that's the biggest thing is that their younger players are, are contributing. Will, you know, Will Cooley looks amazing every time he's on the ice. Uh, Bobby Trevino had a a pretty clutch goal the other game. Um, Zach Jones is, is balling out. He's, he's got three points in two games. So Uh, yeah. And then just that, like I said, that uh, Tanner Fritz and and their top six is, uh, is getting it done. You know what I mean? Adam Meadstrom looks good coming over. Um, So, uh, yeah hopefully they can keep it going because honestly that would be a big boost I, we've lamented forever that this organization basically treats the their AHL team as a feeder team which it technically is but uh, there's a reason Tampa you know the Syracuse crunch has won a bunch of Calder cups and then lo and behold when they need a player to come up and be a big time component and player they bring someone up from Syracuse and they're uh, they fit right in and they exceed expectation because they they bred a that winning atmosphere down there you know what i mean so it's, it's important that the uh the wolf Pack do the same thing so hopefully they continue their uh their winning ways thank you for listening to the broadway boys podcast